What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode three of More Than the E podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to extend my well wishes to everyone during this crazy time. Hopefully, this won't last that much longer and we'll be able to get back to normalcy soon. Until then, hope you guys are having a good time. Hope you guys are trying to keep busy, keeping active, keeping fun with whatever you might be doing. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Joining me now is my guest on More Than the E podcast, episode three, Overtime, TJ Crawford. How are you doing today, TJ? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Thank you for being on the show. How's everything going during this crazy time with the quarantine and everything? And everything's going good so far. Uh, came back home to Chicago, spent some time with the family. Uh, you know, just kind of take advantage, I guess, take advantage of having the opportunity to come home and see family. So uh, I've been here for the past couple of weeks, and I'll probably be here for another couple another couple of weeks ahead of me. Uh, well, I'm glad that everything's going well with you, for sure. I'm sorry that this is going on and stuff, but everything being canceled, that's not obviously how we ideal this weekend going. Yeah, uh, you know, everybody's safety is the first thing. Safety and health is the first thing. Uh, so as long as everybody's safe, everybody's healthy, you know, what we'll, more can you can't really ask for more. Definitely. And I know that you were a big, uh, you're a big wrestler over at WrestlePro. I've seen you countless times because I go to those shows a lot. And the first time I actually met you was at my friends and my family threw me a surprise birthday at Creator Pro. <laughs> and I remember that. I definitely remember that. And so that, that was, was fun, pretty man. fun. So what I want to know is, like, what got you really into wanting to start training? Uh, so I was just kind of like a fan uh, growing up. When I was originally living in New Jersey, New Jersey uh, up until I was eight, I wasn't a huge fan of professional wrestling. I kind of would stumble upon it with my cousins here and there. Uh, but once I moved to Chicago, one of my uh, best, fr- one of my best friends from uh, from grammar school actually got me really into it, and I started watching. I think it was right before No Way Out, two thousand seven. Is when I really started watching. And my dad got me tickets for the Raw before Mania 23, which was awesome. And it was like such a cool live experience. It was the first time I ever got to experience that. Um, and then WrestleMania 23 rolls around. And the Money in the Bank ladder match, Jeff Hardy jumps off the ladder onto Edge. And I remember at that moment, I said to myself, little 10-year-old me was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do with my life. If I want to do that. And <laughs> I... I like changed changed my mind like when I was in high school like I was like maybe I won't, won't be a wrestler but it always stood in the back of my head that's what I wanted to do and then you know January 2016 is when I when I started training so four years ago almost four years ago a little over four years ago now wow yeah that's it that's it goes time goes by fast that's crazy mm-hmm. to think about one of what I wanted to talk to you about one of the most fascinating things I find about your character as a person and just like everything that you've developed so far is that i feel like fans don't really know how hard it is and i'm a fan included in this how hard it is to switch from being a tag team wrestler to being a solos competitor so take me through that like experience for you like did you enjoy like being in the tag team or were you more like a solo type of guy uh so i always when i got into wrestling i always wanted to be excuse me a uh, solo wrestler you know singles wrestler it's always the dream of mine, I was always like a big fan of CM Punk and Rey Mysterio, and those guys were singles wrestlers, obviously. Um, but once I got into wrestling, 
um, I started actually got really close with uh, my old partner Brody. We both started around the same time, and we got really close over the uh, for the first couple months of knowing each other. Um, and then uh, Freddie came along, and all three of us kind of clicked together. As you know, we would always hang out together at practice. You know, we would always hang out after practice. And then when Brussels Pro started up their trios division, they were doing the trios tournament to crown the first ever trios medallion champion. Uh, we kind of all looked at each other like, hey, this is an opportunity to get on a show. And we didn't think it was going to last long. We thought maybe, you know, we'll, we'll team up for one or two shows, do this tournament, and then we'll go our separate ways. And we actually just had so much fun doing it together. We had so much fun just like going back and forth in a group group message, coming up with names and coming up with ideas. And we just like we all bonded over that. Um, so I don't ever regret my time like spent in a tag team. Like I'll never, I'll never say that it was the worst time in my career because it wasn't. It was probably the best time of my career was being in a tag team with those guys. But now that I'm a singles wrestler, it's obviously more of what I wanted to do coming into wrestling. But I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my stint as a tag team. Definitely. And so, like, what would you say is, like, I don't want to say, like, easier, but what would you say is, like, the biggest change that you had to make between, like, being a singles versus being in a tag team? Um, is having to kind of only rely on yourself. When you're in a tag team, you always have that other person to go to. Where if God forbid, you know, something goes wrong in the match and you really don't know what's going on or you get knocked knocked silly and you need somebody else to take over for you, you have another, you have a partner who you can tag in and he can come in and jump in. And especially with the Beach Bums, us having three of us, we kind of adopted that Freebird rule, the Fabulous Freebirds, where if one of us gets hurt, we could just, just swap in the next guy. Uh, so that was definitely different, switching from singles, or from, sorry, from tag to singles was... If I get knocked silly, nobody's gonna, nobody's there to take over from me. I gotta fight through it. So that's definitely been like a different uh, feeling and like a, a different challenge for me. Yeah, I feel like it's it's been like awesome seeing you as a singles competitor for sure because you were you kill you're killing it still. And I remember I was at the Impact show recently. And oh, the uh, yeah, the uh, whatever's the Josh. Yeah, it was at Melrose. <laughs> That was uh, fun. How take me through like how how was that for you? Like if like a big TV show type of feel. That was that was actually the second time that I got to do one of the Impact TV tapings. I got to do it the year prior with my old partner Freddie, um, but this time I actually had almost no time to prepare for it. I it was about six about six seven in the morning, and if, I'm not even awake yet, and I get a text message from. Uh, Kevin Matthews who says, "Hey, uh, we need somebody. They need somebody to wrestle Josh Alexander tonight. Can you make it to Melrose by noon?" And I was like, "I can be there in about an hour if you really need me to." Because I was like, I jumped up, I showered, I put on the nicest clothes I had, which was a polo and some khakis, and drove drove to Melrose. And it was such a cool like experience. It was very like welcoming. I thought. You know, if you see Josh Russell, if you see Josh in person, he's a big dude. He's like very, he's a very intimidating guy. Um, but he was so approachable. He was so willing to, to help and willing to, to work with me and help me, uh, you know, give the best performance possible. So that was a very cool experience. And I thank Josh Alexander for that, you know, to no end. And I thank Kevin Matthews for thinking of me uh, to wrestle him. And, I, and everybody at Impact Wrestling gave me, gave me a chance that day. 
Yeah, that was insane. I remember watching it. I remember being like, "Oh, I know this guy. That's awesome." <laughs> like it's it's something it's something crazy. Like when you see people like on television or on television type of shows where you get to see like you see them at like Russell Pro or like another indie show, and it's just completely different. And then it's 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 incredible. It really is. So with so with the impact tapings, like how was that match with Josh? How like, how did you feel about that versus doing, like, any local, like, indie shows or, yeah? Uh, it's definitely, it's different wrestling for for TV because you do have to be aware of cameras and be aware of when commercials are happening and be aware of all those things that you're no- normally not aware of if you're just kind of wrestling for, you know, a local company where you don't really need to worry about, hey, I don't have to worry about us cutting to a commercial because it's not, this isn't on TV. I don't have to worry, really worry about these cameras as much as I would have to if I'm wrestling for a TV. So that's definitely, that's definitely the biggest, uh, like takeaway from it was learning how to do, learning how to work my match within that, those restrictions. Gotcha. And I remember, um, I'm going to backtrack myself a little bit here. I remember seeing your first video when you said the beach bums were done and overtime is here. Oh man. How did you? Uh, Bad video. How did how did you come up with the uh, whole overtime gimmick though? The one that like you've been using. <laughs> uh, so, just growing up, I was always I was a huge basketball fan. I played basketball in high school. I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan. Just being from Chicago, obviously. Um, so I wanted to adapt like sort of a basketball persona. Uh, once I broke away from the beach bums. Obviously, the whole basketball stick didn't didn't stick around too long. It was kind of just let's see it works, what doesn't. Uh, so that's kind of why in the video you see me, you know, by the basketball room that I have in my in my backyard here in Chicago. Like I remember going outside and I was like, "Yeah, this is a great setting for this video." And then I watched video back today. I'm like, man, and that could have been so much better. That was that was terrible. <laughs> I did not like that video at all. <laughs> but. Yeah, the idea for the whole overtime persona came from my love for basketball growing up. But as the months have come on, I've kind of gotten away from doing the whole basketball shtick and just kind of letting myself show more. Definitely, definitely. So with, you know, with everything like you being a solos competitor now and on the indies and you're trying to keep killing it like you usually do. So what do you think is, like, what do you want to do, like, next? What's your big future look like? Um, so I actually, I don't like to set giant goals. I don't like to set, hey, by December of the end of the year, I'm going to do this, that, and everything else. Because at the end of the day, you don't, you never know what circumstances are going to come along like the circumstances coming along now. I could have, if I set a goal for myself that, hey, I want to have, 15 wrestlemania week bookings say i had those and then i got taken away from me that's kind of that's gonna be a, sh- uh, a shot to my confidence yeah so i try to set very small small like individual goals just kind of like hey you know by the end of the year i want to wrestle for maybe one or two different places that i've never wrestled for before this way if i do exceed those expectations it's a great feeling and if i don't hit those expectations that just gives me something more to work towards the next year so, but if I'm looking at a very big picture goal, it's working for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
just like a huge fan of that style of wrestling. So if I'm setting a giant goal, then that would be the the big end game goal. I know um, you're obviously wrestled plenty of shows in the tri-state area. And then I know you've also wrestled all over the United States. You've even had a couple tours outside of the United States and the UK. So mm-hmm. what was that like, like versus the UK style type of wrestling versus the United States type of wrestling? Uh, so especially when I went to overseas the United Kingdom uh, for the LDN promotion, that's very, uh, I would say like, 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 like carnival fair is like S type shows uh, where it's more in like a theater setting and it's kind of the fans are only sitting on one side of the ring and it's instead of it, it's more it's more geared towards 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 the younger younger fans more towards kids and families. Um, so it's definitely different from you know you go to like a Beyond Wrestling or a Chaotic or a Russell Pro or whatever. Like I'm the, the style of match I'm gonna have there is way different than the style I'm gonna have over in the United Kingdom with that with especially this promotion. I mean the British style itself is different from the American style but this specific promotion that I went and worked for is very different from even the British style of wrestling um, so but it wasn't like a huge uh, like different for me because I've done the Rus- the Russell Pro Fair shows the Edison Fest the Metuchen Fest stuff like that uh, so I had like a mindset of how to how to gauge matches towards family friendly <laughs> what do you think of those fair type of shows like versus like the only shows I've ever been to were at like the Rahway Rec Center so that's like definitely like you just really go in, you're all going for the show, but the fair, like you're getting a lot of, I don't want to say like a lot of people who like don't really, might not be the biggest wrestling fans, but you're getting like a lot of people who are just at the fair who are like, oh, like, well, right. let's watch this for a few. Yeah, I think the, I, I love the fair shows a lot. Like those to me are some of the most fun times because we get to get there, we get there super early in the morning, the ring's set up by like 11, by like 10 o'clock, the first show is at like noon. We're done. We're done with these shows by like five in the afternoon, which is great because then everybody gets to go home and relax <laughs> the rest of the day. But like they're just they're so laid back, and there's almost no pressure on these shows. And it's kind of it's an opportunity for a lot of the newer students, especially at Russell Pro, to get their feet wet and to kind of get in front of a crowd for the first time. So like I really enjoy the fair shows. If it was up to me, I would do like a fair show one weekend big indie show one next weekend fair show like i would all love to alternate that that would be really fun yeah those look i've seen like videos and photos from those types of things i've always wanted to go to one but they look like insane <laughs> they look like so much fun oh yeah they really do i remember um we used to have this fair by me it was terrible uh like <laughs> they i think one time they tried to actually bring wrestling into it but it was just it was a flop it was bad <laughs> but it was um it, it was it was pretty cool though it was pretty cool like i i definitely want to make the trip up to edison one of these years yeah to see if yeah, that's and definitely definitely do that yeah so obviously like we've talked about you've wrestled all over the united states like a bunch of different states what would you say is like the main difference between like if there is one between like wrestling between like a state like New York where the fans are probably nuts versus a state where like the fans are more like tame? Um, it's it's different. It obviously depends on the on what type of crowd you're gonna get. Um, if you wrestle for you know like a, like a like a New York or a Massachusetts or in, in anywhere in New England, I would say like it's where hotbed of wrestling is. Crowds are going to be a lot more engaged. 
um, without you really having to do anything to get them engaged because they just want to come and see wrestling. Whereas if you go to somewhere, I'm not going to name any specific states off the top of my head, but if you go somewhere where they're, the wrestling scene might not be as blooming as it is over here. Uh, fans might be a little hesitant to react and a little hesitant to do something. But once you get that one person to react to something, then it's kind of a domino effect and everybody kind of jumps in with it. Um, but yeah, usually if you go into shows that already have a hot crowd, it's it's really it's really easy, but it's also fun to get those crowds that don't really know what they want to cheer for or what they want to do. And it's cool to have to like manipulate them to see how you can get them to react. Yeah, that it definitely seems like pretty interesting. Like I know going to a lot of New York shows, like New York fans and crowds are nuts, and New Jersey too, for that matter. Tri-State is just crazy. Yeah. Do you have a inspiration for like your moves there? Because I remember watching your a lot of your matches, and your moves are like your move sets like incredible. Like, but it's like, it's like very, it's like very diverse because there's like hard hitting, but then there's also some like high flying type of moves as well. Mm-hmm. So like, what, what yeah, how did you come up with that? It definitely stems from like the people that I've watched growing up. Like I was, there was a huge fan of CM Punk, uh, Rey Mysterio and Edge. Those was like the, th- and Jeff Hardy, those would be like the four guys that if you were like, Hey, who would you, who do you watch to emulate your style off of those would be the four guys and they get the high flying from from ray and from jeff hardy the hard hitting from from punk and the like just like the, the aggressiveness from edge i guess if that's if i were to form all four of them and mesh them all together that's what i would get from each of them <laughs> so i was so i obviously i remember you saying chicago and new jersey you've lived in both places so obviously, I need to ask the question that's probably on everyone's mind right now. You probably know where I'm going with this already. Yep. <laughs> what state, the New York pizza or Chicago pizza? Look, neither neither state compares to Mama's homemade homemade pizza. We yeah. had homemade pizza the other night, and it just reminded me of growing up having homemade pizza. So I don't care which state we're talking about. Chicago, or Illinois, New Jersey, Chicago, New York, whatever. Mama's homemade pizza is always better. There we go. Yeah, so I remember. I will say Rick and Benny's in Chicago. If you do come to Chicago, Rick and Benny's is the spot to go. I'll Rick, throw that out there. Rick and Benny's? Yes. Okay, I'll need to keep that in mind. I've always wanted to go to a Bulls game there, so I would like to check that out one day. So Bulls you, games are fun. I have season tickets. <laughs> you, go to, you go to Bulls games a lot? I used, I used to, used to growing up. Growing up, I used to go to a lot. Did you have like a favorite like Bulls guy, Chicago Bulls guy? I was a huge Derrick Rose fan, but before Derrick Rose came around, I was a huge Ben Gordon fan. Uh, Omer Ashik, I thought was awesome. Whenever, yeah. whenever, Scalabrini, obviously. <laughs> whenever I talk about the Bulls to one of my friends, his his favorite always is like Michael Jordan. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, besides Michael Jordan, it's always, no, the, go- it's always like the go to go to guy. Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, you know, who you, who you going yeah, with? Yeah, So... I go Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah, hands down. So, I know <laughs> you said you're a big basketball guy, but do you watch any other sports or anything? Uh, I do. Like, I, I watch baseball and football here and there. I don't follow it, obviously, as much as I follow basketball. Uh, my dad is a huge... is a huge base, My whole family is a huge baseball family. Uh, so, like, growing up, I've always been just, like, around, ba- around baseball. The entire basement here in the Chicago is all filled with Mets stuff from my dad. Um, so yeah, but like 
probably it would be baseball and basketball would be like my two my two sports that I would watch. I know off topic a little bit from pro wrestling, but like, what do you think about the whole everything being shut down? Like the baseball and every every sport is like off right now. Um, I think it's it, it's obviously it's it sucks for for yeah. everybody for people who not only playing the game but people who enjoy watching the game. Um, but I think it definitely is necessary right now. Um, with what's going on in the world, just it's better to be safe than sorry. You'd much rather just have, you know, take the season off and resume it once this is all good then try to fight through it and god forbid something happens something happens to somebody uh so i think they're taking the necessary precautions that they need to to uh ensure that every, that the players and the fans and everybody is are uh, are healthy and everything's ready to go for when they're ready to start it back up yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping it's not that long because i miss i miss sports like i miss watching the yankees and Obviously, yeah. you know, I'm a Yankee fan. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I agree, though. DeGrom is the best pitcher. I, I think DeGrom, DeGrom's a beast. DeGrom is a beast. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's been, it's been like, a pretty crazy time. Like, what what else have you been doing, like, right now, like, during this quarantine? I guess you could say, like, you can't really go out and do much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I am like I said, I am since I am back home in Chicago, I am fortunate enough to have access to like a very small, small gym that's only limited to like a very few select few of people. Um, so when I get I get to go in there, I'm usually I'm whenever I go and I'm always almost always the only person that's that's kind of in there, so I don't have to worry about any like anybody else spreading germs or anything. Um, but I like I said, I am fortunate enough to have access to a small gym. But with that also being said, being home and having mom's homemade. <laughs> homemade pizza and all of mom's homemade cooking is definitely making it difficult to stay in shape but i'm trying i'm definitely trying to to keep myself in, in shape for when this is this is ready to resume so do you have any immediate goals like right after the, i know you said like you want, definitely want to go to njpw which you know hopefully that works out because that's that's incredible and you're definitely good enough but do you have any well, like what's up like and like Obviously, going to New Japan is like the big end game goal, and everything that I'm kind of doing works towards that. But once this is all like, once wrestling comes back, I don't really have a specific like, hey, I want to make sure that I do this once this comes back. All I want to do once this, once wrestling resumes is just wrestle, you know. Definitely. As much I would love to be that first match back, like that first match that people see once wrestling resumes, like that's because that's gonna be an electric feeling with fan with fans the second that first person's music hits no matter who it is that is going to be special and that's going to be huge no matter who whether it's me whether it's anybody no matter where you are the first show that a fan goes to the first person that they see is going to get a big giant reaction i can no matter what i actually i actually can't wait for like to watch like the big shows like on tv like raw smackdown AEW with fans again because yeah i you know, there's something about, like, I still love pro wrestling, obviously, but there's something about watching it without fans that makes you want to watch it with fans again. Mm-hmm. Like, because... Yeah, it makes you, makes you realize that, like, the fans are so, such a big part of what you're watching. Even some of the dead crowds, like, when you watch Raw, and there's a couple, unfortunately, like, dead crowds where they don't really go nuts over stuff. But, like, even them, like, I'd rather see that than, unfortunately, see something like this because it's just, it's it's strange. It's a strange time right now. Yeah. 
and it's and it's like rightfully so obviously everything should be canceled and people should be staying inside because unfortunately one of my friends just for everyone listening one of my friends actually contracted or whatever the word is got got the got the coronavirus unfortunately and he's in the hospital on oxygen and i'm sure he's gonna be listening to this so best wishes to you man but yeah, I wish you stay safe. It's, hopefully, you. you get you get through this. You get well soon. Thank you. It just goes to show, though. Like you, he's a young dude too. Like we're both young guys, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like everyone's saying, like, oh, this is like all like elderly people. It's really not. So you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, getting back on topic. <laughs> so, did you enjoy? Like, obviously, you know, we talked about your time with the beach bombs. We talked about time as a solo competitor what i found actually pretty interesting is a lot of you you've been in a lot of tag teams a lot of tag teams like obviously you were with the beach bums for a while but i remember there was some shows where like you teamed up with adam bizarre in one show <laughs> and so like i teamed up with adam yeah how how was that like how did you enjoy like different tag teams like not even just adam but just different people on your team uh, it's cool. It's cool to kind of uh, team up with different people every once in a while because then you get to kind of learn something new from them, something that maybe you didn't you didn't know. And it's also cool to kind of jump back into a tag team setting when you've been when you've been doing a, doing singles and stuff like that. It's cool to kind of jump back in, and then it brings your brain back to all the thoughts and all the memories that you had as a tag team and all the ideas that you had. That you're like, hey, I never got to do this when I was in a tag team before. Let's do this. That I have this really cool idea for a tag team thing, you know. I get really, I, I get really excited when I when I get a chance to do a tag team tag team match. Like I get, I get really, really, really hyped for that. Um, as you mentioned, I got to team up with Adam Bazaar, somebody who trains at the Creative Pro New Jersey School. Uh, I got to team up with Sean Donovan, which was <laughs> and definitely an interesting, interesting uh, team. Like we're two completely different wrestlers. We have different looks. We have di- <laughs> like everything about us is like almost polar opposite. But I, I had so much fun teaming up with Sean. Me and Sean had a really good time teaming up. Yeah, I'd love to run that back again. <laughs> Sean's he's Sean is easily like a Russ Pro legend. Like with Dan Moff, with you know a bunch of other guys over there, like the top dudes. And so, how what have you learned from like guys like them in your time training? Besides, uh, I've learned like. So so much, so much, especially from guys like Donovan and Moff, guys who I've gotten a chance to travel with, um, especially over this past year, 2019. I got to travel with Donovan and Moff a lot, and the, the they've been doing this for so long, and they have so much knowledge to drop on you that kind of you sit there, you know. I'm the young guy in the group, so I have so of course I'm the driver. I've got to drive, got to drive around everywhere, drive the the old guys around everywhere, but like just getting to sit sit there and like just let them feed me knowledge and just be like a sponge just kind of suck it all up so those guys have definitely helped me out a lot Mario Bacara who's obviously no longer with Russell Pro now he's moved on in his life he's helped me out tremendously he was kind of one of the first people to take a big interest in me and kind of help me develop just what it is to be a wrestler uh, Pat Buck obviously you know head trainer at Russell Pro uh, Anthony Bowens is somebody who uh, I've been very fortunate to have a very good relationship with him, and he's helped. Like again, he's helped me out tremendously. He was one of the first guys that I talked to when I first started. Tra- when I was thinking about starting to train, 
Uh, turns out his mom actually grew up with my my dad and my uncles, <laughs> and his dad is really good friends with my my cousin's uncle. And it's like we have we we had a lot more in common. We were actually a lot closer than we thought we were. Um, so him, he's been he's been a huge help uh, to me. Bobby Wayward, uh, Matt McIntosh, man, I could the list can go on. Uh, yeah, small world that they grew up together though. But yeah, like a lot of those guys, like very established pro wrestlers, very good to watch. Like you're yourself included, obviously. Like the matches you guys all put on are incredible over at Russell Pro. So I can't say enough good things about that. So thank you. To anyone like listening to the podcast who like might want to, I don't know, like follow in your footsteps, like start training. What would you give them like as an advice? It's just to to work hard and man, if you if you really want to do it, then put everything you have into it. You can't. This is a a business. This is a profession that you can't you can't go in there half assed anything. You have to go in there with your mind one hundred percent ready to dedicate yourself to it. It's a it's a profession that kind of keeps you away from from life, keeps you away from family, it keeps you away from doing things that you're so used to doing. Um, you have to readapt yourself to any to those situations. So, any advice that I would, the advice that I would give to anybody wanting to get in, into this is be ready, be dedicated, and work hard. Cool. And I have one last question for you. If you were right. not a pro wrestler right now, where would you think you would be? If I wasn't a pro wrestler, yeah. As much as I would love to have played in the <laughs> NBA. Realistically, if I wasn't a pro wrestler, I probably would just be still living at home, probably working at the bar down the street from my house, you know, making just enough to, you know, buy myself food. But I would probably just be living at, like I said, I'd probably just be living at home working in, in my neighborhood. And I am so glad that that's not the route that I, that my, that I went, went down. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with living at home. There's nothing that's wrong with working at the bar. It's just I, I don't. I, I never saw myself doing anything else besides wrestling. So to be doing anything else would be a huge, huge disappointment for me. Um, but yeah. So is there for anyone who want, who's listening who wants to follow you? Where would you tell them? Like Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TJC Wrestling. You can go on my ProSync Tees store at ProSync Tees backslash Overtime TJ Crawford. Buy some merchandise. You can buy the original TJC shirt, or you can buy the new Chicago Strong Style shirt that comes in black and red. And I'm working on getting a new design up sometime in the next week. Cool. Well, thank you for being on the show, TJ. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of More Than The E! Podcast, and a big thank you to our very special guest, TJ Crawford, for coming on the show today. If you would like to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, it is at More Than The E! Pod. Stay tuned for announcements, and we will see you on Friday at 5 p.m. with episode 4, featuring another special guest. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Do the right thing, stay inside, and we'll get through this together. Have a good day, guys.